Jason, are you there? Yes, I am. Good oh, morning. there you are. I can hear you now. Holy okay, cow. great. You scared the crap out of me just now. <laughs> we couldn't find you. We couldn't find you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we appreciate your time. And um, I was just telling everyone that you yourself had been a victim of censorship. But give us a little uh, uh, of a background about your experience and, and how you've created some other um, entities to help us get around being censored. Sure thing. Um, first, I must say hi to Mel, who is a longtime listener of your show. So um, she's also a Wimkin user. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, awesome. And secondarily, yes, yeah, she uh, she asked me to say hi. So she said you guys know her well. Okay. But um, so and again, thank you so much for having me. And you're asking the right questions. But uh, first and foremost, so we started Wimkin, which stands for World Must Know Now in honor of free speech. Um, we launched in August of 2020. By January of 2021, we were banned from the app stores. We were allegedly. Wow. Well, we were not allegedly, but we were blamed for the alleged insurrection, and um, we were we were kicked off the app stores when we were number one in the app stores uh, just three days after Parler was. And um, so we know censorship right off the right off the bat. I mean, it's it's not an easy uh, task to actually bring a social media platform to light with success when you actually have you know backers and people that actually are um, throwing millions of dollars behind you. But when you actually have the government and big tech be uh, dead set against you actually having success, it's almost impossible. But even more so than that, um, once we actually beat our app store bands after eight months, we ended up actually uh, getting a lovely demand and subpoenas from the US DOJ as well as uh, the House Select Committee on um, January 6th. So um, it, it's been nothing but, but censorship of us and truly just trying to stifle our growth um, at every turn. And you know, we got that subpoena in November of 21, and um, it, it it was amazing to see the Twitter files when they came out and actually see how the FBI had residency at Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, how they were paying a, a basically a stipend, if you will, you know, to actually to be there and, and have access to posts they didn't want. And that's really what it comes down to is, you know, the Biden administration and certain ABC agencies were actually going to, you know, that the executives of these these big tech companies like Twitter and Facebook and saying, you know, we don't like this. You need to take this down and also paying for that access, which is just absolutely insanity. And, um, you know, it's been ruled on that the Biden administration and these ABC agencies were violating Americans' First Amendment rights. You know, I I was listening to an interview with Senator Rand Paul the other day, and he wrote a book about, you know, um, you know, Fauci and all that. I mean, he said something that it, he said, it's one thing that a big tech company is censoring you. It's another when the government conspires to do so and with them. And um, that is it's so dangerous. But a lot of people say, well, it was for the greater good. They were spreading misinformation about covid and the covid origin and masks and vaccines. And a lot of what they're saying was disinformation was actually accurate information. So when we look back on that, and I, I have to ask you, Jason, if how, what, you know, what recourse we have as a people, but the fact that the government was trying to stifle free speech and uh, our constitutional amendment to hear it and to say it and to share it, OK, they, they were saying that was would have been life saving information, you know, uh, taking the vaccine is could be dangerous for your health or wearing a mask is not going to protect you 100 uh, percent, not even 80 percent. So I just feel that 
is there any recourse that we have uh, that you see? You know, I wish there actually was. Um, I'm not an attorney, but I am very well versed on this subject. Um, you know, realistically, after delving into all of this, I believe the only recourse that we have is the court of public opinion, where we all stand up and say, okay, this isn't going to happen anymore. We leave the Facebooks. We leave the, well, I guess Twitter's a little better under Musk or I guess X now, which I still can't get used to. But, um, you know, as far as recourse, I mean, there really should be a lot. And, you know, I, I before these interviews, I always go and make sure these, these videos are still out there when I mention them. But, you know, you can still go to MSNBC and you can go to every other YouTube channels and their, um, you know, other channels that they have on video uh, sharing platforms. And you can still hear Rachel Maddow. You can still hear Morning Joe. You can hear all these people talking about if you get the vaccine, mm -hmm. you will not spread COVID. You will not right. get COVID. Right. There is no more. Dis there's nothing in my mind that's more disinformation than that. And that still lives. And it's putting, and it was putting people at risk. Yes, 100 so percent. And, you know, that. The vaccines are not safe and effective. You can cite VAERS data and you can get banned, you know, from YouTube. Right. Um, when it's actually, you know, straight CDC VAERS uh, data. So I wish there was recourse, Liz, to be 100% honest with you. But I, you know, the, those immunity clauses, you know, the, it, when it comes down to employers making you get this spike, you know, and mm -hmm. hey, if you want to keep your livelihood, if you want to, you know, keep feeding your children, you better get this shot. You know, there should be. This should be the biggest legal case in the history yeah. of our world at this point in time, and I just don't see any any way to actually get anything filed. That's really disturbing because you know why they're talking about now. Th this is the new thing. Like there's a mysterious respiratory dog illness. There's a mysterious mm -hmm. illness in China. You know, um, and they're showing all these pictures of crowded emergency rooms and everyone wearing masks and. And I'm thinking to myself, we're going to go right into this again. It's just in time for the 2024 election. It, Absolutely. I mean, like, you couldn't even write this script. <laughs> it's like... It's, well, I think people would be... It would be predictable now by right. Hollywood standards. I mean, <laughs> if you think about yeah. it, everyone just lived through it. And here it comes again. Wow. I, I was just, uh, I, I mean, like, first was was the mysterious dog illness, and we just got word mm -hmm. over the weekend. It was the first case now in South Carolina. And it's like, what what are they trying to do? And they want us to give the dogs all the, the, the vaccines and all this other stuff. And I swear, that they, I don't know if you know this, they just, they just came out with an anti-aging vaccine for dogs so that they can live longer. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. And I feel like, again, they're testing it. <laughs> on dogs and they're going to sell it to us too. Um, but the bottom line is, is that you have uh, people that are trying to share the truth. These are actual doctors, like people who have had plenty that spent their life credentials and all this. And they have not only been censored, but they have been stripped of their, their boards and, um, and access to get their information out. Do we have a right to be able to share information? I like I don't I don't even know how to ask the question because as you just said, there really doesn't seem to be a way to have recourse. I guess you have to show damages, but I mean some of these um uh doctors have lost their entire livelihoods, their practices, they mm -hmm. had to, you know, move or do something else. I mean, there were, we yeah, found out pilots had to go get other jobs and d nurses got different jobs because they didn't want to get the vaccine or 
or whatever. But um, I mean, when you're getting censored, is there's there's where do you go? How do you even know you're getting censored? Yeah, and you know what, you make a great point with those pilots because you know I would much I feel much safer. I, I fly a lot, and uh, I'd much I want to ask every pilot, hey, did you get your vaccine? Yeah, because exactly. I, don't, I don't want a medical episode. You know, while they're flying at thirty, and it's been feet. happening. But it, it has. There's no doubt. But um, you know, you make a great point about um, the doctors who are losing their you know um, board licenses and everything like that, and having to go to different states. Um, I mean, when they put themselves through medical school, that is that's a huge part of their life, first and foremost. I mean, they, they put themselves through it. They've passed every exam, and they've probably been fantastic physicians. Um, they've held up the Hippocratic oath and everything, and um, you know, it's uh, it's something that can't be taken lightly. So when you get a, a 19-year-old YouTube kid with purple hair saying that, oh, this goes against our standards, this is a medically licensed professional. What they do on a daily basis is give their medical opinion. Mm -hmm. So if they don't have a safe space to give their medical opinion, we are almost lost in this country. We are lost. These individuals, yes. Our health is everything. Have, there's no doubt about it. And, and nobody cares about that. I mean, you see those posts all the time, you know, why would anybody want to cure cancer when they're making so much money on it? Mm -hmm. And it really does come down to that. I mean, there is a very evil entity that's involved in this, this healthcare uh, industry. And, you know, again, I think the only recourse we have is to have, you know, Americans and, you know, other countries, obviously, at the same time that are going through the same things we are, is to stand up and make a difference. Because, you know, I don't think we'll ever get anything done uh, through the courts on this. I mean, this was a completely systemic or systematic approach and attack of the American people, mm -hmm. you know, with these vaccines. So, so give us no recourse. I so mean, Jason, we're speaking with Jason Shepard, the founder of Wimkin Social Media, and he's also a free speech advocate. Um, it became totally obvious what was happening early on in COVID uh, with any of us that were plugged in and paying attention that, you know, just mm -hmm. on the mask topic alone. Uh, but what this has got to be going on for a really long time. And it was just because this major issue that we happen to notice and say, hey, wait a minute. OK, then the the, the laptop story, all of that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just wondering. Who is really who is really in, in charge here? Who's the bad guy? Um, what does the government hold over big tech? When when government officials say, hey, we need to, you know, uh, make sure that this this disinformation doesn't get out or, hey, this laptop story is a you know, don't print this because it's Russia did it and it's a misinformation and they're trying to tamper in our elections. Meanwhile, it was the FBI tampering in our elections by telling everyone that it was misinformation when they knew full well that it really wasn't the uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. So. So, I mean, again, they're projecting what they're doing. They do that all the time. But I'm just wondering, who's really the bad guy here? Is it for big tech folding or is it the government even trying? I mean, what does the government hold over the head of big tech? You know, that's a, if we could answer that fully and be you know 100 percent correct on that, we could completely better this this country within a matter of days. Um, I wish I had a really straight answer for you on that, but I really think it comes down to the fact that, you know, um, the United States government certainly helped Facebook get started. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, there's there's ties to DARPA. There's other issues with, uh, you, you can see it. I mean, 
these these individuals, the the big tech executives, they're investing into um, the coffers of political campaigns for Democrats, and then they're certainly going to give them, you know, what they want um, because you know they turn around and give them what they need to actually succeed with their businesses. So I think it starts there in terms of you know political financing, and then trickles down elsewhere, which to, to places that I wouldn't even be able probably to fathom. But um, you know, and and. That gives us another a good point here too. You know, as soon as we actually see these things and they come to light, and the Twitter files get released, then you actually are not you're starting to see other countries with you know specifically the European Union here. They release something called the Digital Services Act, where they want to find platforms like myself, uh, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, up to 10% of their global um, annual revenue if they deem something as misinformation and you know uh, we don't take it down. Wow. So. Really, you have to ask yourself the question too: What gives, certainly, a government first and foremost the you know authority to do such? And at the same time, how do you qualify a person to say something is misinformation? I mean, they have to be an expert certainly on that subject. And I don't believe uh, this gentleman's name is Thierry Breton. Um, I don't believe that anybody really has that. I mean, individuals are entitled to their own opinions. These are opinions. People aren't going out there just case in point with um, Trump. Everyone turns his words into say, you should inject bleach in your body or drink bleach. Yeah, right. I mean, th- these things are absolutely insane. People will turn something into misinformation just because they don't like the person that said something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's going, it's, I, you would think that this is bad enough, but it's got to be, gonna, it's going to be worse going into 2024, into this election. I agree. Trumping in the election, in, you know, in the running here. Um, I, what I'm wondering is what, how, I saw that there's this website, censortrack.org. Um, are mm-hmm. Can you tell us how we can use this website in any way or can help us or help us spot it or report it or something? Well, I don't even know how you know that you're being censored. I, I don't even know. Well, so it's depending on what, platform you're utilizing, I mean, you can tell by your views and you can tell by your, um, depending on what type of analytics they give you and if you can believe those analytics. But, you know, we were going through our posts the other day. We have a a Facebook page with about 75,000 people on it um, in terms of followers and likes. And, you know, we used to get on average three to 4,000, you know, likes and comments on a post. And I think our most ever was 92,000 reactions Mm -hmm. on one. So now we struggle to get 92, you know, under 100. So, you know, and we've had we've had one restriction. It was for us sharing a Hunter Biden meme um, back in 2021. And we're still you know, stuck under that. Uh, we're still stuck under that um, that one restriction. I mean, they don't show our people. We're not a recommended profile, um, which is one of the things. So there are ways to go through your social media and actually see mm-hmm. these things, screenshot them. Then you can get them up on the site and you can also, um, you know, kind of share your history there and also kind of get a, a little better mindset um, when you actually see it, you know, in front of you on a website like that to where um, you can figure out where you're being censored at. Jason, real quick. um, I remember I felt like I was being like, like, uh, I don't know what the word is, shadow banned or whatever, but I Mm -hmm. felt like, you know, no one was seeing anything I was posting. So I wrote them, you know, a complaint to them. And then all of a sudden, I was getting all the likes again and the shares again. And I was like, Hey, wait a minute. I wonder why that happened in the first place. Then all of a sudden our talk 94, five page, which I manage disappeared, just flat out disappeared. Oh. 
And it went away for like three months and I kept writing them letters and it's, hey, 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 where is this? So finally we just made a new one and now we had to repopulate it. We had to get, you know, a follow. Oh. And then all of a sudden it reappears. And I, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's mind boggling to me how that happens. And Glenn Beck, who airs on our show after we get off, he's always mm-hmm. talking about how he he doesn't even he, like most people that follow him don't even get to see what he put he puts out. Yeah, that's why. So the Blaze has probably about eight or nine profiles that they actually have, and they post to on on Facebook because of that re, uh, that reasoning right there. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's something we had the same thing happen with our Wimpton Facebook pages three different times. Just all of a sudden, they just weren't there. And luckily, we have um, a very good regulatory attorney about 10 minutes from Facebook's headquarters. So okay. it helps us because they would just walk up letters and say, hey, look, you know, this is it. This page has, at that point in time, we had over like 50,000 people on it. We're like, people know. You know, we just tell them, hey, people know. We have our own platform that now has over 9 million people. And we're going to we're gonna push this out there. Like, just give us our page. We have no restrictions. We have no violations. What are you guys doing just to take this page away? Mm-hmm. We never get any responses in writing. It just pops back up. It literally just pops back up one day and you start getting notifications again. And everyone's like, where were you? What happened? Exactly. And we can't even answer that. That's it's so happened. sad. <laughs> well, Jason, tell people where they can find your social media and tell us a little bit about Wimkin. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, anybody who doesn't like apps and wants to keep you know their data private from app stores, uh, Wimkin collects none, by the way. We don't even verify your email address at sign up. We're 100% private. We don't even accept phone number signups uh, due to the fact what the J6 Select Committee tried to do to us. So, yes. Um, we're 100% been... private on that regard. Yes. Yeah. They, if you'd like, I can even send you um, the correspondence with Benny Thompson because what they asked for was absolutely the most egregious wow. form of overreach I've ever seen. Hmm. But um, but you can find us at Wimkin.com. That's W-I-M as in Mary, K-I-N as in Nancy, dot com. And you can also get us in the app stores. Uh, again, your data is private with us, but whatever the app stores do to you, I do not know. Um, and tomorrow, actually, at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I sit down with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene for 30 minutes, and we're going to have a very incredible interview based upon um, what's going on with Mayorkas of impeachment, what's going on with the Hunter investigation and his testifying against Con- or, uh, you know, uh, with Congress. And um, we're going to have a great interview there. So that'll be aired tomorrow at 8 p.m. live on Wimkin. And, um, but that's, those are the two places to find us. Uh, and we urge you guys to get involved because, you know, once you actually see some free opinion and, and you can speak freely, you know, you're going to feel better about the way this country is going to go. You know, I, I know a lot of people are scared. A lot of people don't think voting is going to help. But 2024, we must win. Yeah. Because I, every single interview I do right now, everyone's like, are we are we lost as a country? Um, it's the old cliche in every single movie you've probably ever seen in an action film where that person goes over the cliff and they're hanging on by that branch that's sticking out. Yeah. We're over that cliff, and yeah. that branch is the only thing that's there. So um, it, it's up to us patriots to actually stand up and and find these platforms, get out there, and start, you know, sharing your 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 story, start sharing what's going on, get get involved in voter integrity, uh, learn about voter fraud, and let's take this country back in 2024. Oh, amen. Jason, I like you even more. Jason Shepard, uh, the founder of Wimkin Social Media. Well, um, good luck uh, with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I know they've been after her. Oh, my goodness. We had a chance to yes. speak with her a couple of weeks ago, and they are relentless with the disinformation they put out about her. So 
they're the ones doing it, but they always tell us we're, we're the ones that are the guilty ones. It's amazing. Well, good luck to Absolutely. you, and I will definitely check out Wimpkin. It sounds very interesting. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Liz. Take care. All right, we'll be back in just a few moments. Where the diamond says bundle. 